Welcome to the Humane Roundup Podcast, where we share all the exciting stories about animal cruelty investigations, dangerous animals, and amazing rescues. Find out what goes on inside of animal shelters and all the current trends in the animal welfare industry. Now, here is your host, Daniel Edinger. Bonus, 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 Ashley Bishop, it's bonus week. What's ding, up? Ding, 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 ding. Hello, hello, everybody, and thank you all for what you do. Animal Control Officer Appreciation Week is here. We have a special guest, ACO Michelle, as you know her on Instagram. Are you on Instagram or just Facebook? I'm on Instagram also, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah she's on Instagram. She's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, welcome to the program, and thank you for being our guest today. Thanks for inviting me. We want to say, we just want to appreciate everybody that's in the industry and those that made it onto the show for the bonus week. Obviously, we can tell you in person that we appreciate you, but we do appreciate you, and this is our week, and uh, we're happy to have you. Yes, thank you. Hey, Dan. Yes, ma'am. Anybody should have uh, missed it, and they still want to do a shout out to uh, other humane officers themselves, their organization, whatever. What's the phone number that they can call? So they can go to our website, thehumaneroundup.com, right? And on the Humane Roundup, we have our phone number listed right there. It is 916-241-3464. Again, 916-241-3464. We'll put those shout outs in any at every episode we can. So like she said, if you didn't miss the bonus week, feel free to give us a phone call. Check out our, our website, humaneroundup.com. If you missed the phone number, couldn't write it down fast enough. All right, Michelle, let's jump in. Catch, pull, snappy snare, or lariat rope. Uh, I like to use the good old uh, fashioned catch pole. Pull. Okay, that's catch poles in the lead. Catch pulls in the lead. So <clears throat> let's talk a little bit about, I guess, you. You've been in the industry for how long? Uh, since 2010. I got started a little later than I wanted to. I guess I didn't realize what was out there until, you know, it came to my attention. Um, I wish I had gotten started, you know, 10 years sooner. Agreed. I also agree with that. I'd be closer to retirement. <laughs> so is your agency doing anything for animal control officer appreciation week uh well that's up to me i'm the one that usually does it every year so um i usually start off with like an intro uh, on the first day and then i break down uh each day by each officer um my shelter director is also an animal control officer um not actually active out in the field but she is, you know, an ACO. So I give her a day also. And then uh, I conclude it with, you know, a conclusion on the last day. So just to make people aware of what we do and everybody laughs, you know, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, I'm, I'm pretty much all over the place. And that's because I want to spread the word on what we do and, and what a resource we are and how, um, much of a benefit the community is having us here. Um, by law, every town in New Jersey has to have an animal control officer. So we should be at that point considered first responders because we are the ones who 
go out to the scenes, you know, first, first ones that people call when there's any kind of a crazy animal issue, even when there's a house fire and there's animals involved, we're right there at the scene with the fire department. Um, so a lot of people don't know that because we kind of seem to work under the cloak of darkness, uh, kind of a thing where, you know, we go in, we deal with the problem and then we leave, you know, we're not really sure. in it for the, for the glory. Um, but it is time that we are recognized for, you know, the great, um, resource that we are. Well, you are a great resource. We all are. And <clears throat> excuse me. I just think it's important that we, we spend the time to shout everybody out. It's really awesome stuff that you're doing with your department. So we appreciate uh, you taking the time out to recognize the people in your industry or in your specific department as well. So is there anything that you want to share, like a case, a, a call that just sits with you over the years that uh, is positive, negative, or in between that, that you'd like for our listeners to hear? Uh, well, one case that I had that actually just got wrapped up from 2015, uh, it was just a lot of red tape and different holdups in court and judges and things like that, uh, was a cat case where the, uh, the owner had moved out and claims that she had left somebody in charge to feed the cats and she never did. And the cats just multiplied. And when they ran out of food, uh, they wind up, you know, eating the weakest ones. And this progressed for months. Uh, there was about a total of a dozen cats that were removed. We had to nurse them back to health, which was a long and crazy period of time. Uh, we still have three of those cats because they are unadoptable at this point. But uh, the case is finally done. She's gotten two years of probation. I wish it was jail time, but because it's a first offense, um, of this magnitude, she got probation. She has about 23,000 in restitution. She's not allowed to have pets or animals. And she has 300 hours of community service unrelated to animals, which I think is a huge thing because a lot of judges try to push uh, people that are guilty of animal neglect and animal cruelty to, you know, work in an animal shelter or something like that in, in hopes of, you know, it would turn them around. But that is so the opposite. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, so I, I was very, I was very happy when the judge agreed with that. So did, did they do any mental health uh, requirements? Yes, she actually does have to go uh, undergo mental health um, eval. She has to go re for random drug and alcohol screening. Um, so while it's not, you know, the typical jail time, I think there's enough restrictions with this individual that. Um, would prevent her from falling into that trap again. Um, however, if she did make a mistake and, you know, did something with some animals, she's going right to jail. And then, you know, things will be, uh, <laughs> things will be great. But for now, we'll take the, you know, the probation and the publicity about it, um, you know, and, and the penalties about it, I think are harsh enough that people are starting to be aware of, that, you know, if you do this kind of treatment with animals, you are going to be prosecuted for it. Now, unfortunately, this is one of my first cases as an animal cruelty investigator, and it's probably the last case that will be heard in New Jersey since animal cruelty investigators are now defunct. So um, it's a slight little, you know, do you, do you want to talk about that at all? I know it's something you and I've shared those conversations offline about, but I, I didn't know if you wanted to br briefly bring that up and what that looks like for your state. You know, at at this point in New Jersey, I, I don't think it's ever going to change. 
uh, despite many of us. I, I think there was less than 500 of us in the state at the time that everything, uh, the, the shit hit the fan there. And um, we kind of got bundled in with uh, a, a, the state SPCA group, which was unfortunate. And um, But the Police Training Commission, who is in charge of all of the licenses, and, and certifications, uh, they are refusing to allow us to have our powers back. So um, I'm trying to make the best of being an animal control officer. You know, I still do my due diligence. And if there's something that I see that is not, not right, I work to fix it. And when I can't fix it with the cooperation of the owner, then I pull in the humane law enforcement officer and they fall back on me. Good. So you still have some, you still have some. Uh, not maybe not authority is the right word, but some duty to to problem solve. So if there is like a, a situation where you're doing a call for like a dog at large and you send it home or you you found that it was underweight or it didn't have a proper dog house, you can still kind of get involved with that. You don't have to punt it to an investigator. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've talked to my guys that are humane law enforcement officers and they said that they are just going to let me run with whatever I need. And whenever they need to get involved, they're going to wait to hear from me. I mean, I have a, a case where an elderly woman fell in her home, ambulance came, police came, and uh, we were contacted because she had a big German shepherd there and she's in the hospital. They need to do something with the dog. So the dog was transferred to her veterinarian uh, by her choice. While, and while she was in the hospital for a few weeks, the, the dog was boarded there. And while she was there, um, when she came home, I wanted to speak to her because there was a complaint that she was living in hoarding conditions and she was, and I spoke to her and I said, this is not safe condition for you or your pet to live in. You really have to do something to resolve this. And by the end of the week, she had a team come in and, and clean up. I would say ha- at least half of her l- downstairs living area, which I was very happy about. Um, and said, okay, she can have the dog back. Uh, she took the dog back and she's working on getting the rest of the house resolved. So, you know, that's, that's like a borderline neglect kind of a thing. But I think if we can manage that and stay in communication with the community and, and be that resource instead of being just, um, you know, the, the hard hand, Community. right. Uh, and work with them. They're more yeah. willing to work. I mean, you know, hoarding is a mental, mental illness. Yeah. So you have to deal with these people delicately sure and, and just the fact that she complied the first time that we met was, was a very positive thing. You know, do we still have a, a way to go? Yes. But I check on her. She calls me probably twice a week just to tell me how much she loves her dog and she's glad a dog is back. And we have that open lines of communication that I know if something I'm going to start calling you twice a week just to hear the accent. But that's besides the point. I, I, can, I can talk while I'm having my coffee. <laughs> there, that's what I'm talking about right there. Oh, my goodness. I miss that New York, New Jersey sound. Um, that's awesome stuff. That You know, it. it I know it's rough in some aspects because it, you can tell just from talking to you, you absolutely 100% enjoy doing the investigations. And it's great that you're able to have a, a good conversation with your investigators. And so they know, Hey, you can handle some of this, some of this stuff. And if you ever need to bring us in for bigger stuff, we're here yeah. to help. So that's awesome. So Michelle, do you wear a vest? So no, um, we, I have nothing besides my steel toe boots 
Um, I had an ASP uh, a bite stick, and then I was told that we are not allowed to use that unless we're certified to carry it. Uh, we So we basically don't have anything. I, I make sure when I go out on a call, my gloves are on. I have my clipboard. Um, and if I'm going to any kind of a sketchy situation, um, I always have my handy-dandy catch pole in hand. But as far as any kind of protection from gunfire or anything like that, no, we don't have anything. And and I can't see us actually getting any of that. Just our police department would, I, I just can't see them, you know, authorizing that at all. Yeah. Really? Yeah, but when you're in a smaller town, you know, people have the mentality of, oh, that would never happen here. Why well, and again, we've had this conversation yeah. all week with, yeah. with our listeners. It's mm -hmm. these, the, the, the either elected officials, managers that are like way up there, not your direct manager, but they kind of look at it like, why would the dog catcher need to wear a vest? Dogs can't shoot guns. Yep. So that's too yep. bad. Let's change gears to something more positive. Uh, do you want to shout out any? Pause. Hey. <laughs> do you want to shout out anyone uh, for the week for the Animal Control Officer Appreciation Week? Um, well, I can shout out to my state association. Um, we've kind New of been Jersey. a little dormant with COVID. Yeah, good old Jersey, Jersey. <laughs> uh, we've been a little dormant with um, COVID, but we're you know getting back in gear. I'm working with Code Three now, okay. also. And, um, you know, just waiting to see what the future brings. COVID really hit everybody hard. So, you know, people are kind of leery to really jump back into um, the fray and, and, you know, get together, you know, new people doing ride-alongs are, are kind of a little, mm. a little in between. We have to do so many hours to get their certification, but then nobody really wants to have the other person doing the ride-along. So, you know, it's it's coming around slowly but surely. So, you know, once uh, once that happens, we'll be more active, you know, with whatever training, you know, activities. Uh, hopefully NACA conference, you know, will be rolling out one of these years <laughs> and then we can all get together in person. Can't wait. I know I'm scratching at the bit to get back into in-person trainings, networking, just talking shop, those type of things. And uh, yeah, I, I, we're, we're right there with you. And I know. Uh, I'm sure Bishop, you're right there as well. Or Bishop just died. She's no longer with us. No, no my, <laughs> I guess she's my not with internet us internet is being so. stupid. Um, <laughs> it's being stupid and you guys, you periodically cut out. So I didn't catch that part. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this episode, this bonus episode was brought to you by the late, great Ashley Bishop. We want to remember her. Uh, we, we loved her as a co-host, but and we appreciated everything she did, but she died on air. Um, oh, goodness. I shouldn't joke about death, but I do sometimes. It's fine. It's fine. Well, Michelle, honestly, thank you. I know you're dealing with a lot. We, we uh, saw the stitches in your foot recently, so dealing with that surgery, too, kind of sounds not fun so yeah no uh -uh. no it's definitely not fun <laughs> definitely not Man. fun but i'm still i'm still there i'm still dealing with my guys working from home so i probably work more hours from home than i do when i'm actually in the shelter so <laughs> less distractions there for sure yeah definitely all right do you have anything else before we jump off no, I just wanted to say thanks for the opportunity. I think it's uh, it's really cool. So, um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, thanks for seriously. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for being a listener and a supporter of the profession. We 
you know, we need more people like you. So thank you for all you do and how active you are on Instagram and Facebook. Check her out, ACO Michelle. Uh, she's famous on the gram and Facebook. So don't miss out. And as always on the Humane Roundup podcast, we like to say, keep it humane. humane, humane. <laughs> Well, thanks, Michelle. This will get up, I think, on Friday of uh, that week.